Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. If NASCAR hadn't banned the Hail Melon, would you have considered it if you needed the points this weekend? Um, I mean, you'd almost have to do it, right? Because uh, others probably would. I mean, it kind of depends on your situation, too. If you needed a couple points, which I think that's what you're asking. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it just wouldn't have been pretty because everyone knows the big advantage that you get. You'd have just 36 trash cars after the race, and it, I don't know that it'd be that exciting. I mean, maybe it'd be exciting if everyone did it for, you know, one time, but uh, no, it, it needs to live in history in one year for sure. And I want to follow up. If you do get eliminated this weekend, is it worse getting eliminated because of a mechanical failure last week or by a move like the Hail Melon a year ago? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, they all feel about the same, honestly. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, right? It, it the circumstances are unfortunate, but, you know, it's – I certainly would rather be in Blaney's position, but also I know that, like, I can be on full offense uh, for the entire race uh, this time around. I don't have to play D. I don't have to be a little bit, you know, more careful. Um, it's just one one mode right from the get-go. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just this is part of the format that, unfortunately, you know, is out of the driver's hands when – comes to this this type of racing there's a lot of different factors that goes into it and whether it's a hail mailing move or a mechanical or whatever it might be it it still equally stings for sure nascar hasn't gotten what they wanted yet out of the short track uh, with this car what are the next levers to pull from your perspective and from a team owner's perspective what would you be willing to spend money on to help them pull those levers hmm, good question um I don't know. I think that uh, we probably need to be partners in everything. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, rule changes, things like that, uh, I, I think it's a 50-50 thing. Um, you know, it's what I would like to see because, you know, we we really didn't fully design this car ourselves. And, you know, if we have to go back and fix things, then, you know, it, it certainly the burden does fall on us. Um, I think the easiest lever, and, and, and I'm not really sure why we haven't done it, uh, was, you know, I think Doug Yates even mentioned, we can go to 750 horsepower tomorrow. We, we can. The, the parts and pieces won't change if we just open up the tapered spacer uh, to 750 like we had um, year before last. Is that right? So, you know, I, I think that that's the quickest thing. And then, you know, work on, work on the gearing. Um, you know, the gearing is not going to be an easy fix. And I know we, you know, I specifically harp on it quite a bit, um, but it's not going to be an easy fix. Even NASCAR presented to us kind of some options to not having shifting here at Martinsville. Uh, but there's too many other factors. There's always a cause and effect, right? So if you don't shift, our RPMs would be so low at the in the middle of the corner here. Um, we would never wear out a tire. It would it would just be so low. The, the horsepower and horse torque would be so low that by the time we get to the end straight away when you wound out the RPMs, it would just – that's not an easy fix either. That, that's not going to fix it by just dropping the, the gear. So it would take time to figure it out, and, and certainly there's a lot of smart minds that are trying to figure it out. Um, certainly, in my opinion, it does not come – it's not an aero situation for sure. Uh, we're going to run a quite a bit different tire this weekend that will – undoubtedly be very hard to pass because of the speed it runs with the lack of fall off so i don't know it's just it's tough because we've you know we we've cut 300 horsepower out and we've added grip 
And anytime you do that, there's more on throttle time. It's it, the key to better short track racing is off throttle time, and and no one really has a great answer to how to do it. All right, Kelly. KellyCrandallRacer.com. Gabe Hart said earlier this week that um, he told you at Martinsville when you climbed out of the car that when he leaned over and talked to you that the message was, go get me a clock. You two have done everything but win here together. Would it be, as he said, kind of picturesque to if you had to go out and win this race on Sunday to, to cross that off the list for him and then that mm -hmm. be the way to finally um, advance to the championship race? Yeah, I mean, short of the very first time we came here in a next-gen car, Chris has given me some very, very fast cars here at this track and didn't win for different circumstances that is so-called racing. I mean, that's just part of racing. You can't always dictate the outcome, but yeah, he has done a great job of giving me cars, and I certainly want to, I would more than happy to let him take that clock home and, and set it in his living room or bedroom, wherever he cares to put it. So absolutely. When you look at the spot you're in, it's of course not where you want to be. You said you'd rather be in Blaney's position. The fact, though, that this um, is going to be decided here at Martinsville, considering you've dominated the last two fall events, is this almost best-case scenario for you that it's going to come down to this racetrack? Yeah, I mean, certainly I think, you know, the, the ball's in our court, right? It's We can decide our own fate if we just win the race. I wish it was that easy. I, I wish it was just based off of speed and things like that, but it's there's a lot of other, other factors, but certainly I can't think of a, a better racetrack that, that fits me and my style and my team. All right, we're going to go Bruce and then up front to Lee. Go ahead, Bruce. Bruce Myron with Speed Sport and uh, Forbes uh, Sports Money. Um, how do you separate Denny the driver and Denny the team owner this weekend? Because there's a lot at stake uh, for you on both sides of the fence. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, the way I see it, I got two shots to get in the final four. I certainly would rather do it on the driver's side um, because there's going to be far less opportunities left to, to do that than what it would be on the owner's side. Uh, but also really happy that that team has worked its way into a position that if it performs well, it could get in as well. Um, but this weekend, unfortunately, they, they are competitors, and, and I treat them as such. And when you look at the progress 2311 has made since it started, uh, you know, to be in this position in 2023, how impressed are you by what you've been able to help put together? Yeah, I'm very impressed with them and, and that whole, you know, competition group over there and, and what Billy and Booty do week in, week out with Dave Rogers and Wheels and all those guys. They do a fantastic job. And, you know, with a few of the meetings that I really don't get a whole lot of invites to but sat in on, on a couple times, it was very, very impressed with well, what they do and, and their preparation and uh, how they prepare for each and every weekend. So I'm, I'm really happy to see how that team's progressing and certainly believe that they're on the same, on the right timeline that I set out for them. All right, we'll come out front to Lee, then Dustin, then Danielle. Go ahead, Lee. Lee Spencer, CatchFence.com. Last week you kind of signed, sounded resigned to if you don't win the championship, it's not the end of the world because at this point, it doesn't really reflect what you've accomplished throughout the course of the entire season. Gabe Hart basically said similar, you know, he said similar things during the crew chief um, press conference the other day. Um, my question to you is, how could you find a balance between the two where you still have the excitement going into whatever the season finale is or where it is and still reward a guy for 36 races? Yeah, it's a tough balance for sure. I mean, you know, don't 
get it twisted, we still th- – that's our goal every year is to make the Final Four. That's – you know, we, we want to win a championship, but you got to win a race to do that. Uh, you, you've got to have a, a good series of events happen through the first city 36 and then really these three race seasons that we have leading into it. Um, it is tough. I mean, I certainly know, you know, championship will not change how I view my career and what I've accomplished. It will only change and, and probably not um, change what others view of me. I mean, really, that's the only difference that a, a trophy would bring. Uh, I actually saw this week where someone asked Kyle Larson, well, how's winning a championship change you? He's like, nothing at all. It's changing nothing. Uh, Mark Martin, you hadn't won one. What does it change? Nothing, right? It just – it is what it is, and, you you know, you just – even on the local short track level, I always said, like, I didn't care about the accomplishments. I just wanted to be a threat – that the competition saw each and every week that like, if we're going to win, we're going to have to beat him. And when you hit the racetrack, people grab the stopwatches. Like that's the respect amongst the competitors that, that I hope to gain throughout my career. And I feel like we've gotten that and um, sure. I'd love to have the accolades. I really would. Um, But I certainly am not going to get too down on it because, you know, this this racing has afforded me a great life and uh, a great retirement plan with 2311, uh, I love the sport, and you know whatever the outcome is, it is. But I'm I'm certainly going to give it my all, and um, not regret any one thing that I've done, um, and and any result that has happened, because I know that I've gave it my best effort for sure. All right, Dustin, microphone to Dustin, please. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, for somebody like yourself who's a sports fan, I'm assuming that you probably enjoy watching other athletes perform in, in pressure situations or high-stakes situations. So as you find yourself, obviously you've been in other high-stakes high situations, but how do you look at this weekend? How do you embrace, I guess, the opportunity? Yeah, I, there's an opportunity here, right? Uh, certainly um, we've had our backs against the wall in these situations where we've kind of needed to win or we've really needed to gain a lot of points to make it to the Final Four. And historically we've done really well in these situations short of you know Ross's move last year we were behind and dominated and, and we're well on our way um, 2019 winning at Phoenix to, to get in um, we've, we've done well so I love those opportunities for sure I, I wouldn't choose it over being ahead like I said but certainly there's an opportunity there to kind of show what you're made of you talked about obviously the, the 45 and the opportunity for him and looking at him as a competitor so this obviously isn't the first time you raced against them, but it'll be the first time to race with such high stakes. So how do you, I guess, approach or put into your mind what you might have to do and understand what might be the ramifications or how far you might have to go if it comes down to a situation with you and the 45 for, for the final spot? Can, can, you, can you do something super aggressive that then you go have to go face them in the, in the competition meeting on Monday? Yeah. I mean, certainly, uh, you think about all that stuff, but it's that's so many what-ifs that, like, I would be losing focus on what, what I can control. Um, those are split-second decisions when they do happen. Um, you know, like with Chase Elliott in 2017, that was a split-second, you know, panic mode of, like, this is my only shot to make it. I got to, got to do it now. And so it's, things change when you're in the moment for sure. And you don't always think hundred percent clearly, but if you come up with a plan beforehand, it, 
it helps your IQ in that moment because you've, you have thought through it, but yeah, I mean, I understand both ways, right. With the 45 and the 11 and, you know, if we're racing each other and he knocks me out of the way, man, it's, it'd be hard for me to say that, Hey, you shouldn't have done that because you know, he's, he's racing and, and the other way around as well. I mean, certainly I wouldn't expect us to wreck each other, but it, you know, we're, we're competitors and we're both fighting for, um, what would be dreams of both of ours. All right, we'll take our final question from Danielle. Danielle Trotis here, SXM. I was interested in the kind of reverse dynamic of that as Tyler Reddick fighting you. Is there anything that he could do as a competitor if he needed the spot at the end that would kind of hurt the driver-boss relationship? And I think big picture, he's never made it out of the round of 16. Can you speak to his progress this year and what he's done year one and your chances of what you think he could be on the precipice of doing? Um, I would say offhand, there's nothing I can think of that would hurt the driver-boss relationship. I think Tyler's been a, a very t fair teammate to uh, myself and Joe Gibbs Racing teammates and his teammate with Bubba Wallace. He's been, I mean, better than I ever expected, honestly. Um, you know, as far as being a teammate and being uh, someone who's, who's all about the team, um, I, I understand the stakes this weekend for him and his team and, and – uh, I understand that you know it's different because we are competitors, uh, but no, I, I certainly him coming is and going as deep as he's going so far in this playoffs is is really a testament to you know not just him but everyone at twenty three eleven and and what they're building week in week out. I don't know how many weeks in a row that one of those cars have been the fastest in practice, and I mean they're just they're on kill right from the get go, and so they they've really got a lot of speed and. Um, you know, it's that's that's what we look for, and and you know, it's frankly, you know, they they we as a team have probably let Tyler down more than not, in, in him not having more race wins, which would essentially be putting him in at this point. So, um, he's he's carried the team. Um, they've done their job uh, here in the playoffs of of really executing well, and he's finding himself in a decent spot. So, you know, good luck. I hope finish second.